Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 29th of May on this day in Christian history. We go back to the year 1874 and we travel to Kensington in London where the famous writer G.K. Chesterton was born. Baptised into the Church of England, his family were practising Unitarians, albeit irregularly. Unitarianism had emerged in the northern Baltic countries of Europe and Unitarians believed that the God in Christianity is one entity as opposed to a trinity. They believed Jesus was a saviour and inspired by God in his moral teachings but that he was not a deity or God incarnate. In this unorthodox climate as a young man Chesterton became fascinated with the occult and along with his brother Cecil experimented with Ouija boards. He married Francis Blogg in 1901 but sadly the couple were unable to have children and the marriage rested for the rest of his life and Chesterton credited Francis's influence with leading him back to Anglicanism before he entered full communion with the Catholic Church in 1922. An oracular man of letters, his literary corpus and legacy is impressive, and various biographers have identified him as a successor to such Victorian authors such as Matthew Arnold, Thomas Carlyle, John Henry Newman and John Ruskin. He had become an increasingly important cultural presence and in 1931 the BBC invited Chesterton to give a series of radio talks. He accepted, tentatively at first. However, from 1932 until his death, Chesterton delivered over 40 talks a year. He was allowed and encouraged to improvise on the scripts and his talks were very popular. A BBC's official remarked after Chesterton died in 1936 that in another year or so he would have become the dominating voice from Broadcasting House. His writing was prolific. Poetry, criticism, fiction, biography, columns, public debate. And he was known to the early 20th century newspaper reader as simply by his initials, G.K.C. His book, Orthodoxy, is now seen as being a masterpiece of Christian apologetics. And another book, Everlasting Man, was a deliberate rebuttal of H.G. Wells' The Outline of History. Wells had portrayed human life and civilization as being a seamless development from animal life and of Jesus Christ as merely another charismatic figure. In his popular Everlasting Man, Chesterton illustrated the spiritual journey of humanity, or at least of Western civilization. And C.S. Lewis credited the everlasting man with baptising his intellect. 
However, Paps's most enduring literary creation was the fictional priest detective Father Brown, who was perpetually correcting the bewildered folks at the scene of a crime and wandering off at the end with the criminal to exercise his priestly role of reconciliation and repentance. In these books, Chesterton often clothed complex abstract ideas in accessible concrete and memorable images. The Father Brown series is full of carefully concealed parables. For example, in the story The Flying Stars, Father Brown entreats the character Flambeau to give up his life of crime. There is still youth and honour and humour in you. Don't fancy they will last in that trade. Men may keep a sort of level of good, but no man has ever been able to keep on one level of evil. That road goes down and down. The kind man drinks and turns cruel. The frank man kills and lies about it. Many a man I've known started like you to be an honest outlaw, a mere a merry robber of the rich and ended up stamped into slime. T.S. Eliot wrote of Chesterton's influence. He was importantly and consistently on the side of the angels. Because behind the Johnsonian fancy dress so reassuring to the British public, he concealed the most serious and revolutionary design concealed them by exposure. Cheston's social and economic ideas were fundamentally Christian and Catholic. He did more, I think, than any man of his time was able to do more than anybody else because of his particular background, development and abilities as a public performer. He leaves behind a permanent claim on our loyalty to see that the work that he did is in his time is continued in ours. Recently, a campaign to beatify him has opened, with an influential group of Catholics, mainly in America, proposing it. It has now reached the prayer card stage, with people being encouraged to pray for his intercession. However, unfair accusations of anti-Semitism taint his legacy, leading to one of his admirers, and Farmer to publish a book in his defence called Chesterton and the Jews, Friend, Critic, Defender. When Chesterton died in 1936, he was morbidly obese, and his coffin was too huge to be carried down the stairs of his house, and so went out of the second floor window like the paralysed man lowered through a hole in the roof in the Gospel. His words have felt for many to have become prophetically right. As one commentator has said, Fearing and detesting the centripetal black hole suck of the almighty modern self, he faced the other way, into the fact of creation. At his funeral, the famous preacher Ronald Knox said in a homily, all of this generation has grown up under Chesterton's influence. 
so completely that we do not even know when we are thinking Chesterton. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow as you can as we look at the confessing church in Nazi Germany. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on the blog if you have time at www.pogp.net. If you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for today's music and have a lovely day wherever you are. Thanks for listening.